live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Oh, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. And a new month. T-Row in the morning show time here on a Tuesday. November 1. First day of November The month that we collectively give thanks has arrived. Full-on fall has arrived. The T-Row in the morning show has arrived. Here on the ref, the home of Sooner fans. A1 and Turkey Bacon with you, Toby and TJ. Thank you for tuning us in. We are headed for a high of 63 degrees today across the state of Oklahoma. we got a lot to do, a lot to talk about. Brent Venables having his weekly Press conference later today. We will hear from Sooner Offensive Coordinator Jeff Levy, who met with the media yesterday. We've got Thunder back in action tonight. They got the Orlando Magic and uh, the World Series back in action tonight after they got rained out last night. Game three in Philly coming your way this evening. Browns over the Bengals big on Monday Night Football 32-13 the final there. And, of course, everything headed toward a Saturday showdown between the reigning Big 12 champs and the team that's won it 14 times. We've got OU Baylor coming up Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock kick on Owen Field. Let's welcome in now my very best friend in the entire world, the man who makes this show go, T to the J. Perry. Good morning, TJ. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing today? (laughs) Uh, you see what i did there (laughs) yeah you see what i did there i was supposed to tell you uh erica who works in sooner vision i saw her friday night at uh dinner we were out with the crew and she wanted me to tell you she was listens to the show every day and she loves you she tell tj that i think he's hilarious so I forgot to tell you that yesterday. Uh, now you're making I'm me blush. You you're making me blush. You today. Oh, she geez. thinks you're hilarious. Erica, you are 100% correct. I am. <laughs> I am. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Good morning. How are you on this Tuesday? Uh, feeling much better than yesterday. Still a little bit of uh, yeah. dealing with the uh, whatever's going on here, but uh, much, much better than yesterday. Well, when last we saw you, heard from you, you were battling something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe COVID. Uh, no, it was unsure. I don't think it was COVID. <laughs> well, there was speculation. And uh, so I, today you tell me you're better. Yes. I That's honestly good. think I am highly allergic to smoke pits, to fire pits. Yeah. That's not a thing. They, I think it is, man. It's the wood. It's something that just kicks my rear if I'm around one. And then 
I go through this, so I honestly think that's what it was. But is this a new thing, or have you? It is new within the last. Suffered with smoking wood. I would say that this is new within the last five years or so that I kind of remember. But in the previous forty something years, I don't know how many of them I was around in my lifetime. I was never around one as a kid or teenager growing up, so. I mean, it may not be new. I just may not have been around them as much as I am now. Question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a fire pit at your house? At the lake we do, yes. And I never use it because of this reason now. What about at your residence in Gallardia? Uh, do not live in Gallardia, but at my residence in Norman, no. No. What about um, a fireplace? Yes, but it is just a... Gas fireplace. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And boy. All right. Well, let's keep you away from. Well, I mean, if that's wood. what it was, I don't know. I mean, I may have had a bug. I don't know, but I'm much better today. Feeling much better. Scratchy throat, the sore throat, all the symptoms you were. I'm you were uh, experiencing yesterday better. Slight sore throat, not enough that it's going to bother me, and a little bit of uh, congestion. But other than that, I'm good now. I'm good. You know what I like about you? I mean, I like a lot about you, but in this particular instance, you're tough. Like, I bet it never even crossed your mind to skip work or stay home and let somebody else take it because you had a little bit of a scratchy throat. No. no. You're a warrior. And uh, I can't I'm say that I'm a warrior and hilarious. So we've, I think we've established that today, yeah. That's right. That's, That's right. right. That's right. I, I bet we could both name, you know, seven, eight people at the station who would have taken a day off yesterday. If they were feeling the way I can name feeling. one that did take the day off yesterday. I mean, I mean, if yeah, he wasn't there, even sick. He wasn't even wasn't sick. Even sick. <laughs> Just wanted to golf. <laughs> well, on behalf of all the listeners out there, thank you for being so tough. You're welcome. You're all. You've got a lot of things going You're on all in your welcome. body. None of them are good, but you <laughs> fight through it every day <laughs> to a, entertain. Had a bit of a sore throat. I think I can make it to work. I'm all right. Yeah, sure. I don't feel very. I mean, I had a long night. If you want, can I be honest with you for a second? Yeah, yeah. I had a long night. I don't know. I had a raccoon in my stomach in the middle of the night. I don't know what's going on. I uh, went to bed perfectly fine. I woke up. I feel fine now. But so about one o'clock in the morning, I felt like I had a wild animal living in my innards. Oh no! Oh, it was not good. All I the Reese's peanut butter cups. I did. Maybe I don't know. I didn't. I uh, uh, I think I got it all out, though. <laughs> I think I'm fine. I was like, I'm fine now. I don't know for sure. But uh, I missed a little bit of sleep last night. And then I woke the whole family up this morning because I forgot to turn off the alarm when I opened the back door to let the dog out. Oh, morning, so. no. <laughs> yeah. I probably woke up the neighbors, too. Oh, neighborhood, so Apologies, yeah. everyone. <laughs> Apologies. Rude. Apologies. Well... Uh, what'd you think of my uh, get up last night? I uh, obviously Halloween a very tricked busy you, night. I? Very On trick or treat, I tricked oh, you. Oh, you had it all planned I? out and uh, didn't even ya. give us a hint that you were going to dress up. I was proud when of people, you. When people think you zig, you got a zag. Dude. I uh, you know was very, goes. very proud of you. I was. I. St- I- <laughs> at one point, I'm on the front porch with Bronx, and I'm like, "Look at him, Bronx! Look at him! He dressed up like Joe C. Look at him!" <laughs> Uh, I, I, about 30 minutes in or so, we're in a commercial break, and I looked at Drake, and I said, be honest with me. Have I made a massive mistake here? 
Am I, am I, am I, I embarrass myself forever? And he kind of shrugged and goes, we're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you did. I think people enjoyed it. And it was, uh, it was perfect because it wasn't too over the top. It was OU related and it wasn't distracting. So, uh, I don't know about that. I don't think, do, I'm not sure Brent ever quite understood what was going on, uh, last night. He came in and looked at me and he was like, Hey, you look nice tonight. And, uh, I said, I'm Joe Castiglione. He goes, Oh. And then he goes, oh, it's Halloween, isn't it? Like, he forgot. He was <laughs> he instantly know. <laughs> and then I was, like, giving him raises and stuff during the show, and he was always slightly confused by what was going on. I, I don't think he's been back long enough to, to know that uh, about, you know, Joe's outfits all the time. I don't know exactly. but Oh, surely he we had does. Fun. He is we just so fun. laser-focused, man. That, That's right. Yeah, like, he just like, can we just talk about football, Toby? You over here dressed yeah. like a child. that's right that's right i didn't get to see a whole lot of it i uh i started getting a couple of texts like uh man you got to tune in he dressed up and i'm like what and so i obviously i tuned in but you know being halloween we were so busy that i I watched a little bit of the huddle and uh caught you and grabbed the screenshot of it and stuff but it made me smile it made me laugh and i think it did uh a lot of people because i heard from some people like i said last night and they were all uh they all loved it so well, I got to be honest with you about something. Just you and me talking here, right? Yeah, this is yeah. A I'll, I'll turn it off from the radio here. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that's that was actually is actually uh, Joe Castiglione's jacket and hat. Uh, he was kind enough to let me borrow it. And uh, don't worry, Joe. I'll dry clean it before I uh, send it back to you. <laughs> but I did not anticipate not being able to button the jacket when I got it. And uh, turns out I'm a few sizes bigger than Joe is. And so I sat down to do the show. I walked in, everybody starts laughing and I sit down up there and I go to button my jacket and I can't even get close to buttoning the jacket. And I was like, well, this looks terrible. I'm looking at myself on the monitor. I'm like, I just look like a giant marshmallow in a suit up here. (laughs) And, uh, so I had to put the uh, laptop like in front of me to cover my guts. You couldn't quite see all the gut and everything. Right. Uh, it still looked, uh, you know, uh, terrible, but, uh, yeah, I was, uh, regrettable that I couldn't get the jacket button. So, but Joe will be glad to know that I didn't try. I didn't force it, you know, and pop, break the seams or anything like that. But I will return your, uh, uh, beautiful blazer and even more beautiful hat, which that's what I was really worried about last night. It comes in this special hat box and everything. Oh, really? Uh, oh yeah, it's like uh, it's like when you know when you go to a haberdashery, they're not messing around, Teach. It's like fancy. It's got this special hat box with like the inside is all perfectly molded to the hat, so nothing gets. Yeah, it's fancy. So I was really worried about getting that messed up last night, but I will return your things tonight at the men's basketball banquet. And so far, everything is intact. Well, I was gonna ask you because when I when I saw you, I was like, dang, like. That looks like one of the jackets I've seen Joe actually wear. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> so that explains that. that explains that. Yeah. So yeah, I really wanted him to come walking in in the middle of the show last night. You know, dressed similarly, that would have been a lot of fun. But I think he had a meeting or something. <laughs> that could have been the two Spidermen uh, pointing at each other, like, "Hey." Mm-hmm. So it's all funny. He's probably busy, you know. There's conference yeah. realignments and stuff going on. Who knows what he's got going on? 
Acts well, like I promised. Uh, I announced last night we're going to the SEC this year. So uh, yes. that's taken care of. I took care of a lot of things. Way to go. Way a lot to of go. raises were handed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole radio crew got a raise. Venables doubled his salary last night. Doubled? Wow. We're, we're going to the SEC uh, immediately. Yeah, a lot of decisions were made. Turns out it's kind of a power trip to be Joe Castiglione for a day. So we got a Teddy Lehman statue going up on campus. That was announced last oh, uh, night. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Probably some guys I'd put before him on the defensive side, but deserving of one eventually, I think. Yeah. No, I got caught up in the moment. He was sitting right there by right. me, so I promised him a statue. You know. You didn't give Drake a raise, did you? Yeah, the whole radio crew wow. got a raise last night. He doesn't deserve Everybody one. at Rudy's got free OU Texas tickets next year. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's the one thing I don't even think Joe can deliver, but. Yeah, he's not. Gonna, he's gonna be really angry when people start calling in to cash in all these promises I made. So, anyway, a good time was had by all, and uh, that'll be the last time I ever dress up for Halloween. That's it. I'm done. No, now it's a thing. Now you got to dress up every year by as a different OU character. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I'm trying to think if uh, anything happened on the show last night of note to tell you about. Um. He didn't yell at me last night. Remember two weeks ago, Brent got after me right. about the three-man front. About the yeah, about the defense. Uh huh. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't yell at me about anything. Talked a lot about. We talked a lot about the fake field goal, and uh, about the uh, hockey line shift in the middle of that game. And then we talked a lot about Baylor, but uh, I can't. I'm trying to think if there was any newsworthy events that took place. Can't think of anything. Did you ask about Eric Gray. How's Eric Gray? No. Where'd he go? We did not. We did not. <laughs> one thing you said yesterday you would ask. What do you about, mean, how's right. Eric Gray? Everybody's worried about his leg. Came I don't back know. in the game. I know he, he was. I'm not worried about it. Everybody else on the text line was yesterday. So. Well, how about worrying about Javante Barnes? He wasn't even there he wasn't at all. wasn't even there, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't ask about either one of those guys last night. It's hard, man. You got to be selective. I get like I know, three I'm just or four questions you. at a Brent Venable show. <laughs> that is true. That is you got, true. You got to be selective. I got to fit in a couple of listener questions, and uh, yeah, you know, I don't get a lot. Of, I don't get a lot. But now I blew it. I blew it in that regard. Okay, six seventeen in the morning. I am eager to hear how trick or treat went last night. Plus, we got some other stuff we got to get into today. The Stanford tree has been suspended. Auburn has hi- uh, fired their football coach. Lots of other stuff going on. It is a Tuesday morning. You can text the show, as always. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. Specialized professionals all across the Norman and Moore area helping you with all of South Central Oklahoma's health care needs. Um, Let's see here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line this morning. Good morning. Uh, good, good to morning. see everybody. Good morning, Brent. Uh, it ain't stick and ball, but if y'all get a chance, you might mention Norman's Christopher Bell is in the running for a NASCAR championship this weekend after two must-wins to avoid elimination in each of the previous two rounds. And enjoy, I enjoy the show. 
Thank you. There you go. We just mentioned it. Uh, Sticking Bell, ball. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, a former guest of Chris Plank's uh, a few yeah. times here at the station. Uh, he's oh, been by. Luck. So, yeah. How about that? Good, good luck, luck to, to him. him. Yeah. Uh, embrace the fluff, T-Row. Nah, I got to do better. Got to do better. Three words, TJ. Smokeless fire pit. Here's the funny thing. The fire pit I was around Saturday night was supposedly one of these fancy smokeless fire pits that did nothing but smoke. And I was told, well, it's because the firewood is wet from all the rain. To which I said, it's still smoking. Why isn't it not a smokeless fire pit? Get your money back on that. Uh, BB did say uh, no players would be missing the game next week for injuries due to Iowa State. So I guess he did kind of answer that. And... I don't remember that. I believe you, though. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them here that said that, so it must have happened. You were too busy with your fedora. I had a lot going on. My earphones were – I had to wear them, like, upside down because I couldn't get them on under my hat and all kinds of stuff. I'll have to go back and watch the show. I have no idea what happened, honestly. Good morning, A1 and Turkey Bacon. I just heard an interesting fact regarding the Red River rivalry. Did you know there was a skirmish over a bridge between the governor of Texas and Oklahoma? <laughs> Is this Michael Dean texting the show? I don't know. Did a, I did a whole scene setter on this topic uh, a few years back uh, for OU Texas. Yeah. I did know this. Yes, I did. I did. Uh, and the last there one a, here. There was a war over who owned... The Red River. The Red River. Yeah. Yeah. And they they fought over it. Uh, last one here says, Toby really enjoyed the outfit. Made me smile. Uh, good job. So, Thank you. There you go. See you there. Thank you. How was trick-or-treating last night? It was uh, It was good. It w- went exactly like I expected it to. Uh, Bronx left with uh, great anticipation of lots of candy. And we got around the corner to a friend's house, and they had built a haunted tunnel that kids would go through. They had like a... Uh, non-scary pathway, and then the scary pathway through the tunnel. Oh, and he you got had options of whether to yeah, be scared, whether to be scared or not. And uh, if you took the scared route, you know there was it was a whole setup, man. And I was like, man, how long did you work on this? He goes, ah, I just thought you know it would be kind of fun and grab some stuff that we had around the house. And I'm like, some stuff you had around the house, like it was a full-on tunnel, like the length of the driveway and. Had like a smoke machine in it, and I don't know this uh, this air compressor thing that shot at people, and it was quite elaborate. Jeez, he did this all on his his own. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, he, he said the neighbors kept coming by, and he started on it yesterday, or not yesterday, but the day before Halloween apparently, and the neighbors were like, "What are you building over here?" And he's like, "Oh, you're gonna have to come find out." And so anyway, we got over there to that, and Bronx got wrapped up with that, and the kids were hiding. He would get inside of a trunk and jump out at people, and um, so we were there for a good hour, I don't know, 45 minutes, hour or so. It cut way into his trick-or-treat time, so we looped around one block and then headed back. Um, there was some other excitement going on. I don't think I can talk about it. What happened? I don't, I'll have to get verification whether what I can say mean? anything. What You know, I have a wife that is, uh... A police oh, officer, so what a funny does. I can't, I you know. All right, let this, me. Uh, this may uh, be a bigger thing than I can uh, bring up too much. Was yeah. somebody injured? 
No, nobody was injured. No, was uh, was somebody passing out needles inside, hidden inside? No, but I did get a call from my mom yesterday mm-hmm. that uh, she had called Bronx, and I just handed him the phone, and then he goes, "She needs to talk to you." And I said, hmm, "Okay, I just talked to her wow. yesterday." Which, by the way, I told you the week before when I put that we uh, took an afternoon yeah. flight for the Where'd anniversary. Where did you go on your trip? Uh, mm-hmm. She did not call the whole week because she thought we were on a trip and was worried <laughs> sick because I didn't tell her where we were going. Just as I told you, DJ she would said be. he was on a flight because so, he was holding a flight. My dad was either listening beer. to the show or the podcast when I was bringing it up. He was like, "You better get in here. You've been worried over nothing. I told you that." <laughs> Anyway, so I get on the phone with my mom. She goes, um, no Skittles tonight for Bronx. I said, Skittles is like one of his favorites. Like, nope, nope. They're putting that drug in the Skittles this year. Yeah. I said, no, the fentanyl. She goes, they're putting it in the Skittles. Of course they are. I said, you know what his mom does, right? We're not going to be letting him open like generic packages of Skittles or something. <laughs> Why is this in a white package that looks like handwritten Skittles? Why is the Skittle package all taped up with duct tape? To which my wife get made a good point. Uh, drug dealers usually aren't in the uh, mode of handing out free drugs. So yeah, I've always thought that was curious. <laughs> like. People pay big money for these illegal drugs. Right. Why, why are they giving them to kids for free? Exactly. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, we circled back, and uh, then he began handing out candy, and we uh, we thought that we was, were going How the costume go with the burlap sack and everything? Uh, he was very hot. He found out a burlap sack on your face is very hot walking around the neighborhood. But I probably could have told him that. It went pants. well. People really liked his outfit. It was uh, it was a little creepy looking. So, What's the best outfit you saw in the neighborhood last night? I don't know that it was the best, but it may have made me smile the most. Uh, there was two situations. Um, we're standing out on the front porch handing out candy, and here come... Two uh, ladies, probably in their late 60s, maybe early 70s, dressed up, trick-or-treating. And they were just having the best time. And it just made me smile, and I said, that's actually (laughs) awesome. And then they walked away, and Bronx was like, why are they getting candy? They're old people. I said, they're having fun, man. Like, they're, 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 you know, probably retired, had nothing going on. So one was dressed as a nun, the other was dressed as a witch, and they went out trick-or-treating together. That's awesome. So, I think that should be the way Halloween is. Before 10, after 70, you yes. have to go get free candy. That's right. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And then towards the end of the night, this family walked up, and they were in our driveway, and you could tell they had this stroller with, like, a couple of babies in it. And, like, they were taking their time getting the babies out, and they came up just smiling. And um, Bronx had his costume on, and they're like, may we get a picture with you, please? And they had these two twin babies that were probably, I don't know, a couple of months old, very small, in little pumpkin outfits. And they said, this is the first house we've ever brought our little twins to, Aww. to trick-or-treat. And we would like a picture. And Bronx, you know, stood in this creepy outfit of and uh, took a picture with the family. And so that was cool. Those were my two favorite moments last night. It wasn't necessarily that the costumes stood out to me, but the, the situation, so... But, How about that? They yeah. wanted to capture the moment in time. Yep. The first house the twins ever trick-or-treated That's at. right. That's right. And they weren't even looking and for candy. They it, just wanted to take them to a house and, and let them go up in and, and their little costumes. And so I was like, hey, those, 
and your babies are so cute. And I said, then they grow up and be like uh, creepy burlap sack monsters like this. I don't know what he's dressed as. I got an idea for next year for Bronx. Um, he should wear uh, like Under Armour shorts and a uh, wicking uh, T-shirt. Right. Um, <laughs> maybe like a baseball hat. You know, like you're a normal talking, out. You're like talking his everyday outfit. school outfit. That exactly. is what he wears to school every single day. Exactly. But like he has a sh- the, the on the front of the shirt, it says uh, "Degenerate Gambler." That should be his. <laughs> that should be his outfit next year. <laughs> he says he's already picked out his outfit for next year. And, and he's, every he's in the search of an inflatable chicken costume. So anybody uh-huh. sees one, let me know. Every kid that comes to the door, he gives them like. Advice, gambling on odds. advice. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, uh, trick or treat. By the way, take K State this week. LSU's giving three and a half this week. You may stay away from that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be great. All right, so that's good. That's good. So everybody had a good time. Everybody you had got, a good time. You got to get a big pile of candy at your house. Um, no, because like I said, he didn't hit up many houses, and we gave mm-hmm. away every bit of. I thought we were going to have a ton left, and then we had a surge from. Late surge? About 8.15 to 9.15, and, and it's all gone for the most part. So we wow. don't have a whole lot of candy in the house. No uh, dangerous Skittles packages? Or not anything? that I'm Everything aware of. No, okay. I looked through there as a joke and uh, did not see any like uh, generic good. Skittle packages full of fentanyl. So I think we're all good. Right. That's good. I hope everybody had a good, safe, fun Halloween. And uh, it's over now. We can head for a real holiday. We are uh, about three weeks away from Thanksgiving. That's people. right. Now, that's Mexico! a holiday. Right uh, turkey and dressing right around the corner. 6.33, break time. It's uh, a Tuesday on the T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Saturday. A, a point where I think it was eight guys came off the field. You got some younger guys on. Uh, I think it's similar. Ah, we got a little. Uh, we got a little uh, pinwheel of death here, TJ. I'm sorry. Maybe a little There's bit levy against TC, although I think the offensive line maybe wasn't included in that one. What, what was the the thinking there versus maybe just working those guys in one at a time yeah. to get some experience? And what do you think those guys gained from it, and uh, how that went? Just getting live reps, you know. I think we talk about it all the time, but from a experience standpoint, you got to live it, you got to go do it. And so, wanted to get those guys involved, and were able to. Felt like that was the right time. Um, you know, kind of knew exactly what we were going to get to with those guys in the game, and they uh, they executed and, and did did what we wanted to get done. Did ask Brent about that last night? That whole uh, start of that first touchdown drive when they had the nine player line change out there. Mm-hmm. And I said, is that something that you did at Auburn? Is that something Levy did at Ole Miss? Did you just – you guys come up with it? Where did that come from? I've never seen anything like that before. Teddy and Gabe said they've never seen anything like that before. And Brent said, I – he went to uh, Levy and the offensive coaches and says, uh, I want to get these guys some more playing time. And he pointed out the, you know, the different guys that he – he's like, let's figure out a way to get them some snaps. Who knows? They might surprise you. And um, he said a lot of times, you know, we get a little paranoid when we're coaches and we only put the guy on the field that we absolutely trust because we're worried that the young guy's going to mess up or whatever. 
when we forget that the other guys on the other side are messing up too, and uh, or the guys on the field are messing up too. It's like sometimes you get a young guy out there and uh, he surprises you. He said, I, I went to him and said, I don't care how you do it, but I want to get these guys some snaps, so figure it out. I'm paraphrasing. And this is what Levy and the offensive staff came up with. He said they came back to him and said this is, this is what they wanted to do, and he said, I think that's awesome. So uh, it was kind of an edict, it sounds like, from Brent to say, I want to see these guys on the field a little bit. And so they said, all right, we'll just put them all out there once. We'll have a whole B team that uh, takes to the field. And uh, Stats Kelly reminded me on the drive home the other night, North Carolina used to do something like this in basketball where they would have their uh, B team or their backup five or whatever. And he'd insert them all at once. Yeah, I kind of remember that. And they'd press Mm -hmm. for like four possessions, just all out, hair on fire, mayhem. And then he'd take them back out and put his starters back in the game. (laughs) So, uh, anyway. It's a good idea, though, because you never know what you may have. And like you said, there may be a trust factor there with others, but there may be a hey, this guy doesn't practice well. And I know there's certain coaches that don't believe in this. They believe if well, you don't Jeff practice well, much. you're not good. Yeah, yeah so uh, – but I don't necessarily believe that. I think there are people that may not practice well, but the lights come on or, you know, whatever it may be. It's it's game day and the switch flips for them. And you never know. You never know. Or you might catch something that just works that day with a couple of particular individuals that you say, hey, we can ride this for a while and be – pretty successful with it for you know a few possessions or whatever so I, I like it i like it plus it has to help with um morale yeah keeps everybody engaged engagement at practice mm-hmm. uh they had a lot of fun with it you know they're all coming off the field and they're hugging and high-fiving and uh the end of they ran their three plays and they ran them kind of to perfection they got 28 yards and three plays and and it was a 0-0 game in the first quarter. This wasn't garbage time. This was with the game very much in the balance. Right. And they went out there, and they did it great. And uh, I don't know if that's the one and only time it'll ever happen. I would guess not. But, you know, Iowa State's got to be looking there going, hang on a second, what's going on? Who's out there? And then nine guys run off and nine guys run on. Uh, yeah, it's all fun and games until they go out there and fumble the football, and then everybody's like, "Hey, why don't you have the starters on the field?" You know, or you give <laughs> Dylan Gabriel the, gets gives up a blindside that, yeah. sack because Anton Harrison isn't on the field or whatever. But it worked beautifully on Saturday, and it sounds like everybody bought in and had a lot of fun, and uh, that's the origin of of where it came from. People do sit there and scream, we want to see so-and-so, we want to see so-and-so, and and then they get in and they fumble a ball. Why would you ever play him in that situation? Mm -hmm. We all knew that wasn't going to work. Everybody could tell that Eric Gray was the better back. Why were we messing around? (laughs) Why would we do that? With Marcus Mitchell. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, um, do you remember when I visited Auburn, TJ? That's Last the one with the, uh, the the space machine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, I went viral with that photograph. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went in the middle of basketball season last year. Auburn was ranked number one in the nation, and they smashed us pretty good. It was a long road trip because the men's basketball team played in Morgantown on like a Wednesday, 
Tuesday or Wednesday night and went straight from there to Auburn. Never didn't come home and played on a Saturday afternoon at Auburn. And uh, while I was there, I took the tour with Kevin and uh, who else went on the tour with us that day? I can't remember. But we toured the campus. We toured the Auburn facilities. We went to Jordan-Hare and Baseball Stadium. And we met the athletic director, and he showed us around a little bit. And we went to Brian Harson's office, and they showed us what great facilities they have and everything. Turns out everything went in the tank immediately after our visit, TJ, at Auburn. The athletic director uh, resigned. The head coach has now been fired. It is a giant grass fire, or maybe I should say a fire pit at Auburn right now. Uh, Harson out. The new athletic director has been named. they, They stole Mississippi State's AD. That's interesting to go in conference like that. That's going to make for some uncomfortable meetings. Uh, What's his name here? Uh, John Cohen was at Mississippi State. Now he's at Auburn. And they're on the search for a new football coach. But uh, the only surprising thing about Auburn firing Brian Harson is that it took this long. Right. Because it looked like in the offseason he was going to get the ax uh, there was all kinds of scandal going on, and they weren't winning football games, and they're still not winning football games. So uh, they finally said, "All right, bye. We're going to let the AD start with a clean slate." And Auburn's looking for a coach, so add Auburn to the list of of uh, college football openings out there. That's a good job. It's a good job, except for the fact that Auburn decides they're going to fire you as a fan base and as a school. Faster maybe than any Power 5 school out there. It seems like they've been through 100 people in the last 10 years, and they'll get in there for a few weeks, have some success, and then they'll lose a game. You're like, well, this guy's not the guy. We're done. Right. They may win a national championship, and they still. <laughs> right. Ah, he won one, but that wasn't. Uh, he didn't do that. So, um, so they've got to be careful with that because they've chewed through some guys here recently that, you know, you start to get that reputation, and coaches are like, yeah, it's a good job, but, man, I only have a year or two before well, I can establish myself. Brent Venables has he's, he's faced said some of publicly that. he got the job. No, I'm saying Auburn. Oh, Auburn, uh, yeah. He yeah. was offered the Auburn job, remember? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When he took the OU job, he was, uh, I think he said on the stage that first day. Yeah, about that, his... that was one of the jobs he had turned down mm-hmm. in the past, yeah. Yeah. Let me see here. Um, okay, so... Tuberville was there for a while, from 99 to 08. Then Gene Chiswick, uh, he, he, he's the one that won the national championship there, right? Yes. With uh, Cam, 09 to 12. Gus Malzahn there for a while, 13 to 20. Kevin Steele interim, then Brian Harson. Cadillac Williams now the uh, interim. Yeah, from 08 to now, that's a lot of coaches to go through and who have won a national title in that time period. Can I tell you what the problem is? Uh, your boy Nick Saban's the problem. Well, that that doesn't make it easy on them in state like that, so you're right. Alabama's winning every game. They're winning every national championship, as far as we remember. And you got to live with them. But you got to recognize, too, you're not Alabama. They don't. 
<laughs> I know they don't. That's, That's my even... point with they're going to have a difficult time if they don't watch it and hiring a coach. They they got to live with them in their offices and their schools and their churches and everything. You got to live with those people, and so you're trying to you're trying to beat them, trying to match them in recruiting, all that kind of stuff. Um, no, nobody realizes they're not Alabama. TJ, everybody thinks they are. Okay, I've got the uh, AL dot com top candidates at Auburn. Number one on the list, Lane Kiffin. Of course, Lane Kiffin is number one on every list whenever a job comes open. I'm not leaving Ole Miss for Auburn. Not when, not, not when I've got things going well at Ole Miss. You're not leaving the Grove for the Plains? No, I'm not. I don't know that that's a better job. Especially, like I said, Lane's established and has Ole Miss. Auburn's had more success over the years. What I mean by that is... Ole Miss was kind of this – there was always potential there, and he's he's starting to, to tap into that, I think. Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders. Ooh, Deion would be interesting. You think? Yeah, I think. <laughs> and he's been successful, so. Mark Stoops. Hmm. <sighs> That's an interesting one. Here's the guy that's going to get the job. You ready? Yeah. Matt Rule. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Obviously, in his situation he's in right now, and um, that would be a job that you could come in and win quickly and and probably build it back quick. So that's what he does. The other guy on their list is current Baylor offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, who will be here on um, Saturday. Um, yeah, you would have to convince me Matt Rule wasn't perfect for the job before. Matt Rule, I, I can already envision him in the Auburn pullover. So, mm-hmm. short sleeve pullover, yeah. Yeah. But of all of those, well, first off, they're coming out of scandal and a mess, right? I mean, Brian Harson with the, was it the secretary or something was going on there? There was a, there was a whole mess. Yeah, there was something. I don't think when you're coming out of that, you go to... Lane Kiffin or Hugh Freeze? <laughs> when you're trying to clean up the reputation, you know, I, I understand they want to win football games first and foremost. Lane's but. calmed down. You got to admit, he makes a smart aleck comment every now and then, but he's calmed down. Hey, but he's a ticking time bomb, right? I mean, it's just a matter of time until Lane does something he shouldn't. Probably, I think Matt's getting the job. Six fifty. We'll be back. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. It's November. It just seems weird to me. I know you said it earlier. Just, just seems like we Doesn't started October. Weird. Yeah. Mm. October went fast to me. Hmm. Um, Air Comfort Solutions. Strong disagreement. You thought it was slow? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel about October kind of the way I feel about a Wednesday. Let's just get through it. (laughs) Like, there's some fun stuff coming. November's great. December's, you know, the number one ranked month of the year. Right. Let's just get through October. I mean, there is football going on. Don't get me wrong. But it's just kind of in there, you know. You You got Halloween in there. You got, you know. 
So here we are. We made it to November. Basketball starts next week. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming. It's the final four games of the regular season. Bowl games are around the corner. College football playoff rankings come out tonight. Things getting fun. NBA's going on. World Series going on. Go ahead. I'm well, sorry. except for the fact that they've pushed the World Series back and now they're having trouble with weather in Philadelphia in late October and November. So, surprise. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, where there's fire, there's always smoke. Thank you. I fought with people over this about the smokeless fire pit and said, it's still a fire. Hmm. So... Uh, do the gargoyle eyes light up at Turkey Bacon's house on Halloween? Yes. Yes, they do. Um, several different colors. They change colors throughout the night, depending on what I, uh, place them on. People come trick-or-treating at your house. Do you have to, like, email out the gate code in advance for them to, uh, get in there? Or how does that all work? We sit out in front of the gate. We don't let them them inside the gates. I got you. (laughs) You bring them in and not big seen sprinter the purge? Van limousines or yeah okay yeah no uh, TJ wasn't supposed to sign the picture but he insisted. Hmm? Wait, let me go up here. There was another one. Uh, what? Hello. No Oklahoma open discussion. Highest rated round shot by a woman in sanction round 2022. Can't believe a so-called sports station doesn't talk about disc golf. TJ seems mm. more like a, a golfer anyway. He wasn't supposed to sign the picture, but he insisted. Mm. Boy, just Boy, I, I don't even know what's going on with that. I don't know Wait, what's going on Are with they that. wanting us to pick up our disc golf conversation? Um, perhaps. You know, I got a I got a friend lives in our neighborhood who is a disc golf broadcaster and travels around the country what as a part of a disc golf broadcast team. He's like the sideline reporter for him and writes articles and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's his his profession is following around the professional disc golf tour. Never heard of that. I didn't know either, but yeah. What's cool. a golfer? Am I supposed to know what that is? I don't know what it is either. Mm-mm. No idea. Probably you shouldn't say it on the radio. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they're getting me to read something <laughs> I'm not supposed to. Top of the hour break. It's 7 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans.